You wear your scars like Sunday best, like a six inch heel in a summer dress, like the beauty of the sun setting or a new day dawning, almost like a flower that's blooming. Look at that handful of tomorrow's knocking, possibilities mapped in the ground that you walk in, your radiance is haunting, there is flawlessness in the parts where your body is curving. Through you we see the glamour in breaking, in weeping until you cleanse, in falling until you dance, in giving yourself a second chance, in sending yourself love letters and then writing back, because that is how a godly woman breaks. You wear your scars like Sunday best. A very big shout out one more time to Nolutandobutelezi for that intro. I actually get a lot of people say to me, you know, sometimes I listen over and over just to listen to that a poem in the beginning. She is absolutely amazing. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite, um, I don't know. We don't call them poets anymore. I don't know. She does the spoken word. I don't know. They call it some fancy things these days, but she's absolutely talented. I love you, Tando. Thank you so, so much. Follow her on social media, Poetry and Current Affairs. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of How I Wear My Scars, Finding Beauty and Brokenness. I am Zintle Kulu, and it's always a privilege for me to bring you stories of hope, to bring you stories of healing, to bring you stories of women that have gone through situations that could have broken them, but, um, you know, they're still standing. And so today is no difference. But first, before I get to that, um, it's always great to connect with you for now all i know is the number of people that are listening in all the time except you know for people that are my friends within my circles and others that find me on social media and inbox me and tell me how great um you know the podcast is and what a contribution it's made to their lives so if you also do tune in please do connect with me on instagram at zintle on purpose on facebook i'm also zintle on purpose that's where you can find me for now it'll be nice to put uh, some faces and names to the people that actually are behind the numbers and listen to this podcast so make sure that you connect with me on those platforms well today i have a story to share with you i'm not going to say much about it please this one gives me a lump in my throat every time i listen to it even though i know it personally and i've heard it over and over again this lady is a good friend of mine i have to say one of the strongest people i know and probably one of the smartest as well one of the best mothers and uh, i will just allow her to share her story please 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 i think this one for me really speaks to never ever 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 give up never giving up at all whatever you go through in life no matter how difficult it can get do not give up she is really resilient and i really hope that her story will teach you something as well especially if you're going through a season that is very very painful in your life um you know she's really endured some very very hectic storms in her life but she's come out just like gold you know after the fires she came out uh, looking like gold and i'm really really proud of her so please do enjoy this one the scars left by those we loved. Pearl story. Hi everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Pearl uh, Lungile. I was born in Limpopo. Grew up in Limpopo. Um, I'm my first born of six siblings. And um, I can say my upbringing was average. It was okay. I was raised by a single mother. Uh, who did everything for us, made sure we go to school, make sure that we pursue our dreams and make sure that we become ourselves and all those values that a parent can teach to, to her uh, her daughters. Um, so I grew up knowing what I want, who I am and 
what I want with life, yeah. So um, fast forward to after my metric, I moved into Joburg to stay with my aunt and her family. Um, yeah, being a Christian girl from high school to varsity and all that. So coming into Josie was a dream for me because I've always wanted to come to Joburg uh, for all those things that we have we have had while we were growing up, you know, uh, being a Zonga girl from Limpopo coming to Josie, you imagine all these lights, imagine all this life, all this exciting stuff that happens here. So when I got here, my aunt was married to, and still is married to a pastor. So our home was turned into a church. So I didn't get much time to to grow astray from the Lord, um, which made me uh, become a more stronger uh, Christian in life. And my belief in God and uh, my trust in him grew stronger because I was, you know, one of those sisters at church who are always on time cleaning go to church and cleaning setting up for sunday and um making sure that everything is set sister on fire who was always like on fire for the lord so yeah that's my christian life i'm still a christian even now and fast forward to 2009 started working in a charity uh charity work uh involved with the church and uh I was working with my best friend. I can call him my best friends who were best friends, doing all things together, had same friends, uh, went into same places, doing same things, same interests, you know, like he was on fire for the Lord. And uh, we grew closer and, you know, like, it will all go well. And everywhere we go, it's like, oh, you will make a great couple, even before we thought of dating. and. Later on, we're like, I like this guy. He likes me, love him, same interest. He loves the Lord and everyone thinks we'll make a great couple. And I got married to him in 2013. And, you know, uh, being a Mzalwana and all that, you're not allowed to date, go out on a date. You're not allowed, not allowed as such, depending on the church. But the church we were attending, Ujola was uh, forbidden, like you couldn't do that in like in public or even in private. You always feel guilty where you always repent. And um, yeah, we we didn't date. Um, I was a bit older than him. He was younger, but my, I thought he was he was matured, I guess, at that, at that time. And um, uh, we didn't do like going to the movies, dating. You know, like expressing love, it was just like we're not gonna get buried. So, so that made us not to really know each other, if I can say, even though you can never know, get to know someone. But uh, it made me not know him, what he's up to when he, in his private time, what he's up to during um, his, his secret times, you know, like what he does with his phone, who kind of, uh, who the kind of people he speaks to over the phone and all that so uh, in 2013 we got married to uh, it was the best time of my life like um 
before then we paid lobola on the 16th of march and we were planning for the wedding uh in november the same year in 2013 and it was all exciting you know like you have this picture when you grow up of what kind of a man you want to get married to and um it was all plan it was a big wedding like i look beautiful i can say so myself like an amazing dress like it was a dream you know so we got married it was fun it was like okay we are married and my wife is a husband and then we we um we stayed with um his parents for a while i think for about two months about four months and that's when i started to realize that um life it's not always as it seems or you can never get to know someone because i've known him for like seven years before we got married and um for for four months into a marriage i found out that he has cheated already i was like already but i thought no you know he's a christian i'm sure he knows um what's wrong and what's right and we had those forgiving moments the first time he even cried and apologizing to me that i'm sorry i didn't mean to for it to happen i was like okay i think we can can we can uh get past that so guys it was we had our good times personally and like as an individual he's a good man he's a good person but i think sometimes in life you just have those uh weaknesses that you think when you get married um, it will overcome uh, maybe most uh, christian brothers in 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 faith they can maybe agree with me when you feel like you feel like the things that you do in private when you get married you won't be able to do them anymore if you have like a weakness in women when you get married it will go away but it never does i think it might be the same with him i'm not talking for him but i'm just thinking of how this have turned out anyway um we stayed together 2013 14 and throughout that i will he will cheat i will find out he changes the girls or changes the name on the phone it was it was hurting it was like depressing to me but i've never i never told anyone at that time because i told myself i'm just gonna deal with it on my own and try to figure out what to do and before then until i decide to tell my family what he's been doing then i'm staying but the day i'll decide to speak to my mom about it or my family members about it that's when i will decide to go because you know when you have a partner you don't want to expose their weaknesses not knowing what you want to do or the decision because other family members um will will look at him that way even if you have forgiven him but they won't see him the same or respect him the same that's one of the reasons I kept quiet for like two years, for like two years not saying anything about what he's doing. And he kept on doing it and we had this on and off relationship. In 2015, I gave birth to my uh, first child and I fell pregnant with my first child. And throughout he was still, um, he was still cheating and I would find out, break up with the girl say i'm sorry to me find another girl and when i was like few minutes few months into a pregnancy i received this call a message actually from another girl saying she's pregnant with his child and i was like i showed him she's like he's lying uh, she's lying she's not pregnant she just uh downloaded a scan thing for her pregnancy and all that but the fact is 
if a girl accuses you of being pregnant or the father of their children a possibility of you uh, sleeping with them is 100 percent you know and that's when i started to be like i just need to focus on my pregnancy i just need to make sure my baby is born healthy whatever he does i don't care i stopped caring of what he does after i found out that a girl is accusing him, him of uh, being the father of a baby anyway so uh it went on it went on and uh, my baby was born um you know when you, when you get to that point where you know this is not going anywhere but you are still saying because you are you are a believer you keep on praying hoping things will be fine i think that's why we miss it as a bazalwana like um you know the direction of this relationship is not going anywhere but because you are afraid to walk out because Guti, what will people say we were married i even changed my surname mm, we have a child we have a marriage certificate even like on, on my social media space everyone knows that we married and you 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 stay because of that and you stay because uh if family always tells you or even like the advices that you get out there to say you are not the first one just for you it happened early but people get through it and all that but at the end i decided this is my life i know what i want and um having a child won't stop me from um getting what i want or getting what i think it's best for me and at that time the relationship was not best for me at all you know even though as we came across this uh uh great christian couple but for me i knew Guti, this is not what it's meant to be and another thing like if you don't really know like he was my like you know I loved him he loved me and i thought love is like that you there's up and downs there's like climb mountains and uh sometimes we are shalela and we are new again all that but i was like um this is gonna work i'm gonna pray and we're gonna make it work so um i think uh it went on uh even after i gave birth in 2015 four months later that's when my heart dropped. Like I remember it was around three o'clock in early mornings. And um as an SMS came through my phone because after we got married we, we swapped numbers. He took took my number, I took his and um most people were always confused who's using which number. So three o'clock early mornings, um I get an SMS from one of his um his uh, sisters to say uh, I have I've never I didn't even know that he there was a like a girlfriend or someone pregnant for him at that time but it says I I, I have checked on um, so and so the name of the girl and to check on her on the baby and on my mind as I read the SMS I'm like okay he's cheating with someone with a child and I was like I don't care, so you can do whatever I want. All I want to do is to look after my baby until I reach a, a decision of whether I'm staying in this marriage or I'm I'm leaving. So after that SMS, I I was like, oh, no, let me wake him up. I can't sleep after such an SMS, you know, especially because uh, I thought his sisters and I were very close and because we could share anything call each other on the phone we can laugh i can visit they can visit 
but now for his sis his sister to uh, call a girlfriend to check up on her it was so disrespectful for me that's why i felt good like so see this family can even kill me and bury me without any no anyone knowing so i wake him up i'm like abuti what does this sms mean because i got it from one of your sisters which i'm not gonna mention names and um he's like ah no it's not even a baby yet and he goes back to sleep in my mind i'm like this guy you know like you know you marry a guy thinking is is a man enough to 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 know that immediately when you have um intercourse or intimate with someone and they fall pregnant whether it's three days later or a month or, or whatever minutes later if a baby is conceived it's a baby so for him to say to me ah no it's not even a baby yet and then he puts his head back to the pillow i'm like ah, abuti what do you mean it's not a baby yet no she's just like a month pregnant sure i was like yeah like i, I didn't even know what to think was like so your sister is checking on your girlfriend who's pregnant for you and she even have email it's been so good to, she can text you to let you know that she has checked in your girlfriend it means you guys can even they can even marry for you for the second time without me knowing so i was like this is where i reached my end point like i've it's enough like there's no way out of this i woke up three o'clock a.m early morning i packed my bags i i packed my uh, baby's bags and at the time we had a nanny in the house so i woke her up we took everything and um i loaded the car and i drove straight to limpopo i never cried on the way i never cried like when i left the house i drove and before i left it didn't even wake up to help me with the bags I wasn't expecting him to because I was I was determined to go. He didn't even say, no, uh, let me explain, no, wait, this or that, where you think at least the caring husband will do. Just showed me, you know, like new love. It's it, it can make you do things that you don't even know that you are capable of doing. He just went back to sleep. And we got my baby into the car and we drove straight to Limpopo. I didn't stop. When I get home, it was around 6 in the morning. No one was expecting me. When I got home, uh, like they were like, oh, it's a surprise. Like, why, why are you here? Like, I'm like, I just felt like I would surprise you guys. I didn't say anything to my parents. I didn't say anything to my siblings. I just kept quiet and for three days this thing was eating me i was like i need to make a decision before i could tell anyone and after three days that's when i called a family meeting which is my parents and my siblings i set them down and we like this is what happened and you know they loved abudi my mom adored him because he was this preacher he was on the fire for the lord she even had him on her phone stored as, as my son so I told them, and after I spoke, that's when I began to cry. Like tears for three days, that's when I began to cry. And no one believed it because they never knew that he was cheating and he was doing all those things. So that was a shock for them. It was actually like a bomb to say, I just dropped it like, you have never said anything that he has done such a thing. But my, what my mom said is like, 
uh whatever decision you take it's okay we'll support you but don't rush into anything don't make decisions once you're angry then i wiped my tears that's the only time i cried after i told my family what happened then i wiped my tears and i was not that it was not painful it was painful but it's because it's been going on and i've been forgiving you know the more you forgive the the more the love decreases for your partner you forgive you pass on but that level of love goes down and the level of respect goes down and now you expect anything from them nothing that they do it can shock you because you've been forgiving all along so i'm like no i i think i have made my decision i i don't want to stay in this marriage i i'm going to file for a divorce like everyone was like no it's still too soon you need to wait but i knew because when you know you know guys when when your heart is tired you know when you are tired there's nothing more to fight for anymore so i stayed home about about i think about two weeks and then later on i drove back to Jobek. and he was still he was still there all along when i was home at about two to three weeks we never spoke on the phone he never called he never did anything so when when i came back uh, my parents organized a meeting with his parents and then we met as like families the most thing that broke my heart in that meeting is that no one cared and his sisters were like you guys are still young if you if you want to leave and get a divorce it's okay you'll get married sometime soon and it was just like it was like we are playing like i was never married to this guy it was like it didn't mean anything the meeting went on and on and he said to me um if you if you want a divorce i'll give you a divorce if you want to stay you can stay but i don't want to come home one day and find you giving hot tarts or which is my child uh tea with milk and my other baby with tea without milk i'm like this is not a man he's actually a boy like how can you say that after everything he has done and I, like i looked at him i'm like i would after like everything that you've done and we are here in this meeting all you can say is uh, if if you want to go you can go if you want to stay you can stay and what you're thinking about is your baby that you have made outside this marriage I'm like, hold it there, Abuti. There is no need uh, for you to tell me all those things because I'm not staying. You know, I was like, I'm not staying. And what what hurt me again the most in this meeting is well, it was when he told his mother. She was about to, she's a wonderful lady. She was a, grand, a great grandmother to my daughter and she was a good mother-in-law. So she was about to comment and say something and he's like, Mama, there's no need to to say anything. I'm sure you're going to say the same things that everyone has said. I'm like, hey, guys, when someone is in love, there's no way you can pull them into their normal senses. They they think everything all revolves around that person. Even this day, I never knew what I've done wrong. Um, I'm sure there are things that I've done wrong. There are things that he had done wrong because most of these times it's one side of the story. But I never even knew what made him like go outside and cheat with so many girls. But anyway, we ended the meeting like that. And that same night is like, uh, you can stay in the house. Uh, I'll will, I will go and I'll make a plan where I'm, I'm going to sleep. Hey. I'm like, and then he left. 
I was left with my daughter in the in the house. So I was I took a decision. I was like, he he can do whatever you want. I'm not gonna stay. At least I expected him to explain and apologize, which never ever even one word. That had never happened. He left. We didn't speak for about three months. This happened in March. My daughter was only four months old. I was breastfeeding, and I was in this in this mess. You know, like uh, the fear of of uh, having a small baby, the fear of being alone, the fear of what will Barcelona say about this. Uh, I'm sure some had even said we we they were not gonna last or like every negative thing that you can think of. But at the end of the day, I had to pull myself uh, myself together for me and my child. Because it was up to me to allow the situation to break me or to build me. And the decision I made, I didn't make it for just today and now. I thought of in two years' time, in five years' time. And I asked myself, if I say I'm leaving, if he comes back a year later or months later to say I have changed, would I forgive him? So I realized that I wouldn't like take him back, even though I would forgive him, but I wouldn't take him back. I had to set him free and set myself free. So that's how I, I was able to survive and look after my daughter. She grew up to be like a very happy child. And fast forward, uh, he left in March. She was four months, April, May, June, July. Three months later, I get a call from uh, from his, all of his sisters, SMSs, calls to say to me, "We st- we think you have stayed enough uh, in our in our uh, father's house because before his father died, when we got married, he gave us um, a house, but uh, the deeds, the title deeds, were not changed. Were still in his name." So that's why they had power to kick me out of the house. It was his father's house, their father's house, of course, because it was not in my name. And SMS says calls to say, uh, we want you to uh, to be out of our father's house. And my daughter was only a few months old. And I was like, this is too much for me. I had to fight back, which I told them I'm not going anywhere. If you want to kick me out of the house, you might as well come with the bulldozer and just kick me out of the house. So um, I stayed for about two more months. Then I realized this is this is just taking me back, you know, um, as much as as I didn't have a house or a place to go because I couldn't go back stay with my aunt with a small child. I felt like I just have to stand up for my own, which I decided to go out and rent. A place where we we can we can stay because me being there or staying there I, I wouldn't grow in terms of um, having a property or buying whatever I want or building or rebuilding or painting I wouldn't have any right to do anything and eventually I will have to, to go so that's why I decided it's fine I'm just gonna leave them with their home I'm just gonna just pick everything which belongs to me and then leave but as i was moving i realized like all of this is my effort like the build-ins like all those things that you do work on your house which i had to take them all out and sold them i even thought of painting the whole house black but i was like yeah fine it's not gonna help me emotionally 
to heal or to move on. Then I took everything, the house was empty, and I left. And during that, this time, I remember me calling him to ask him, hey, Abu, do, do you know that your, your sisters are kicking me out of the house? He's like, uh, I didn't know. I have nothing to do with it, but it's out of my hand. I'm like, Abu, what do you mean it's out of your hand? You want your daughter out of the house. She's only like, by that time, I think she was eight, six to eight months. Where do you think she's going to stay? He's like, it's out of my hand. I'll see. I cannot do anything. I was like, okay, fine, sharp. And then we moved out of the house. Fast forward to few, to like, because this is about four years ago. She's now four. I stayed, rented a place, and I hustled, guys. Like I was, I was selling like everything. I remember even I was even selling glasses. I was a home choice agent, pressless agent, and I was doing a full. I was working full time. I was doing like hustling to make sure that I hustle. My main aim was to buy a house. And then uh, fast forward to like 2019 was studying i graduated uh i graduated and then i studied few things and i was trying to like just get my life together and when i look at it i was just trying to get busy so i don't really think or stress about that much about what happened like i was studying raising a daughter working and having side hustles on the side and which worked for me um and my 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 focus was like i'm i'll never get married again to a church brother even if it happens i get married to anyone uh, i'm just gonna be there and and like cheat but i concluded i will never get married again but because i i i knew that i want kids like i like my dream is to have five kids and at the moment i have one and i'm 30 something years old which is not gonna be possible so i decided no one day when i'm ready i'll just find a brother on the streets and then make a baby you know like when god has a plan about your life you don't get to do all those things he knows your heart and i realized that i can't change my character for a man you know, because he has done this, I can't change my character to say, now I'll fight for my boyfriend or things like that. Because it's about me. It's not about him. And the fact that I decided to leave him, it was because I wanted to build me and take care of me. So I wouldn't allow myself to do all those things that a, a heartbroken person can do. So that's why I decided to work towards buying a house, which happened in 2019. I even I even calculated how this will work out. I was like, I'm going to buy a house, going to stay with my daughter. I'll get my, my sisters to come with, stay with me. It would be like a sisterhood or whatever, whatever we call it. And then I stayed with my sisters for few for few months. And it was like, I'm happy this is what i want i've achieved what i wanted to achieve my life is okay you know in which it was okay it was good and what i realized in this mess is never ever allow a broken heart to determine what kind of person you will become like whether it's um, bad relationships or bad decisions 
or maybe your life is not going the way you hoped or things are not happening but never allow a situation to change your character to make you something that you are not and i believe that um whether it's small or big situation that we find ourselves in god is always watching and he's got a plan which i always i always say to myself god is watching and he will make a plan for me and things will be fine even even if you see that this is a mess like there's no way this will be fine but because we believe i believe in god i believe that uh, everything that happens is for a reason and surely he will he will make a plan for me he will come through for me fast forward to 2019 in june i was in my mind i was never there like i was never looking for love guys like i was never even thinking of finding uh, finding love or loving again or finding myself thinking guti uh someone will love me because you know when you have it in your mind that i have a child uh no one will ever like date someone with a child and be serious especially if they don't have a child and stuff like that and um what god has done into my life like i'm grateful every day you know when god blesses you and you just feel like saying god bless you too telling god <laughs> so like um in many ways uh, because uh, we got married uh, about 10 months later, and I'm happy. And I was saying the other day to my friend, you know, when you are in a relationship where you don't know what love is or what it should be and look like until you find that someone who really loves you and, and like shows you, this is love, this is how it should be and and you can actually feel it you're not worried about these petty things like things like uh what is he doing if he's not home what is he doing on his phone all those things that you le- you lived in the past like isn't always getting his experience in my previous uh, marriage because i was always on my toes worried if i'm like one of the girlfriends if wauma even if we are chilling or anything i would be worried good i'm i'm sure he's one of his he's, he's with one of his uh, girlfriends but this is so different the way god turned every situation around like the way he has restored my life the way he has restored the love in me I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to a point where sometimes I just want to text my ex to say, thank you so much for doing what you did because uh, I'm, I, I wouldn't be here if he didn't do what he did. Like, I, I'm so grateful. And this, I feel like in this marriage, this is how God wants it to be. You know, waking up at night and you hear your husband praying for you and praying it's like wow until there are still guys like this one <laughs> sometimes i just sit back i'm like this is too good to be true but when god decides to step in at the right time and uh just show you that is god and he excels you know if you're looking for a job he will just clap you with a job like 
is stronger we say aku buy mpamu or aku buy mpamu runs and then you feel like you feel like it's unreal but it's real because god decided to to step in and in a way he's telling Guti, stop searching don't use a human effort just chill back sit down relax i'll go out and find the right one for you or i'll go out and find a job for you i'll go out and find a healing for you you know guys sometimes we just feel like it will never work out but it does when we are not expecting it just as i'm talking i realized how blessed i am to have mr husband in my life like i'm i'm so grateful i'm so blessed i'm happy i'm stress-free my daughter is comfortable around him and we're building a godly family and um looking back three years ago i wouldn't even think it's possible to be where i am today you know i i wouldn't even think there are still guys like this because when you are here you assume everyone is the same but i want to encourage someone out there who's been through divorce left with the child kicked being kicked out of of the house and not knowing where to stay or you can't even afford afford to rent out but just know that one day you will look back and and realize what he, that was god like otherwise i wouldn't have made it because god is always there he sees and at the right time he will act and like i said we all go through different things we all go through different challenges but what matters is we must come out of it stronger and we must come out of it being a better person so what i can say lastly is don't ever whether being a man or a woman don't ever let a situation change your character to make you something that you are not whether it be something that happened to you whether it be something that is going on now or happening to other people or person that you love if you are a believer do not denounce your faith like don't allow it to take away your faith don't allow it to um change your perspective about god because he is god and things happen i believe if if we're all happy and everything was fine and perfect i i don't believe that life our faith will grow or or you know like that um that thing we have now when you know i don't have control over this but god has control over everything yeah i think that's my life there's a lot that i can share in my story like a lot maybe uh on the next on the next recording i can just talk about how i i managed to create a loving environment for my daughter and how to make her feel loved and accepted after divorce because that's something that uh kids had to has to have to live with the small as like there's no it doesn't matter if they are still little or they can't uh see anything they don't understand anything kids understand more than that more than we know they pick up uh, the energy around you they pick up the environment around you and that builds them as they grow up so i'll get a chance to share 
on those points and um yeah anyone who knows my daughter they can tell that she i have tried my best to raise her in a loving environment not to look at her and see her father not to look at her and just be reminded of what happened but just to look at her to see her as who she is created a loving environment for her create a loving home for her and make her feel accepted you know even being raised by a single parent for all those four years four years of her life but for her to know that my mommy is my mommy and my daddy at the same time uh my name is Pearl Lungile and this is how I wear my scarves